The Arizona Coyotes have made moves ahead of the Friday trade deadline. Two major moves. And Bill Armstrong is not done. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We got a great show on today's episode. We are talking the NHL trade deadline. Arizona making two moves on Wednesday. Carl talked on a on a uh, really quick episode yesterday about Shane Gossespierre. We'll we'll circle back to that in a little bit, but we're gonna start off, Carl, by talking about the Arizona Coyotes trade of Jacob Chikrin to the Ottawa Senators. You have the condition, you had the conditions and the full details on this one. It's a really interesting one. Uh, it definitely is. Um, I don't know if it is what we were expecting. But it definitely happened. Um, the Ottawa Senators have sent back conditional first round pick in 2023, conditional second round in 2024. It was previously acquired by the from the Capitals and a second round pick in 2026. The conditions of the pick, I'm just going to read this out from the Ottawa Senators Twitter account. The 23rd first round pick is a top five protected. If met, pick becomes a 24 first round unprotected. Additionally, should the Sens reach the 23 Eastern Conference Final, which seems like a fantasy, uh, the second round pick becomes 2024 first round top 10 protected. If that condition is met, the pick becomes a 25 first round unprotected. Those are some complicated <laughs> conditions. You're like, you know, imagine this, you know, um, imagine that somehow the 2023 pick becomes top five, you know, that top five protected because it's, uh, it gets into, they somehow climb up that much. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, that's going to move to 2024. And that fantasy scenario happens. Imagine how does that work? Because you have a top ten protected in twenty twenty four, as well as an unprotected first round in twenty twenty. Like, yeah, it could potentially be a very lucrative scenario for the Coyotes. Uh, I do think it's hilarious that the Senators are planning for either making it to the Eastern Conference Finals or winning the lottery. Like. They have both sides. <laughs> they have yeah. both sides um, covered, but it can also backfire on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all this time, we've been hearing that Bill Armstrong wanted a first, a prospect, and an NHL player. Uh, honestly, I'm fine with there not being a player. It's 
the end of the season. Don't need to necessarily add anyone else. Um, he, they're getting a first, and if Ottawa continues to be a bad team, it's going to be a really good first in a very deep draft. So I, I'm kind of fine with that, um, but I don't know. This feels very anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, and it's it does because I think we were all hoping that Jacob Chikrin would give a return of a blue chip prospect. At, yeah. at least one blue chip prospect and a roster player because we're like we need to fill in shoes that are not already there yeah. that's one but i think here's another thing to think about and yeah of course we didn't get what we wanted and i think the bill armstrong probably didn't get what he wanted but we're also got to consider this the coyotes are a tanking team they are like if you aren't smelling Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, or any of the other top four or top five picks in this upcoming draft. You better well smell it now. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been reported, and this has been speculated for a while, that money was the major reason. The Coyotes did not want to take money back, mm-hmm. which is frustrating, but a situation that we've been in before. Like, I, the Coyotes go through these bouts – uh, I can understand Morello not wanting to spend money right now when they're not making that much at the arena. It's it's just really frustrating to watch. It's really disheartening to kind of see the narrative being built around this being, you know, a poverty franchise, which is a charge that we've heard before. And could it have gotten a better deal if the Coyotes took money back? Probably. How much better? Like, I'm not sure. I think that Ottawa Senator first rounder is going to be the best first rounder you're going to get. And I don't necessarily wasn't too high on any of the Ottawa prospects um, in terms of what would realistically be coming back. So and the only roster player also prospect that I wanted from from Ottawa was also a pipe dream and getting Shane Pinto. But yeah, Shane Pinto was kind of like the the high high mark like wasn't gonna happen but there there didn't really seem to be too much like beyond that uh and and i do kind of think that the the senators are gonna finish in the bottom 10 like this could be a top 10 pick and if that's the case that is a good job by the coyotes it's something we can work with if that pick ends up becoming um a six through yeah a six through ten pick that's a win right there yeah yeah but we're not going to know that until the end of the season until a little bit past the end of the season because that's when the lottery happens sure (laughs) although depending on where they finish like there's a rule about how much how many spaces you can move up now right yes um i think you can't move up more than I think more than five. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll have to look it up because it's going to be relevant information for us now. So yeah, we'll look it up. Absolutely, um, we'll have like a little tankathon episode for you guys. Yeah, so you can see where the coyotes potentially finish if uh, we run it now. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm just episode. very glad that the saga's over, though. 
Like I know we were holding it over. We were in a holding pattern. Like here yeah. on the podcast, we we're like, is it happening? Is it happening? Is it happening? And it wasn't happening. And we're just like, oh, come on. Just 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 freaking, you know, cut it off. Yeah. It's been a year and three quarters of uh of a season just like a lot and, and now it's finally done and we can move on and kind of figure out what the next step is which i think has to be rebuilding the blue line because it is completely do- torn apart now it is completely torn apart now and we're going to talk about um you know why that's the case and the implications um what the coyotes probably need to do moving forward from the jacob chicken trade in just a little bit but first a word from our sponsors And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's right, bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores, threes drained, I'm always looking at Carl. You know, we're here in Arizona. There's a new guy in in, in Phoenix in the NBA and uh, in, in Kevin Durant. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys who are maybe also Suns fans make some bets surrounding that guy. You can probably make some good money. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's go ahead and talk about those future implications, Carl, and now what the Coyotes need to do because uh, they not they lost not just one, but two top defensemen. Shane Gottesbeer was traded. You did that episode um on yesterday um right after you know shortly after it happened and now there's like yeah it's it's a complete blow up uh there's everything's gone those were your top two guys and i'm not saying the other the rest of them have made not made an impact because there have been but you really need some guys to step up even more so and you need to fill in with better people because I do not believe that what the coyotes have now is even worthy of anything. Yeah. We are starting to see the moves already. Like Victor Sostrom had been called up for a while. Um, uh, Vladislav Kolyachonok was called up and played. He was just called up. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're doing those kind of internal things, but one of the things that we discussed around the draft was the fact that if the Coyotes are shopping Jacob Chikrin, they didn't draft a defenseman who can replace him uh, outside of maybe Duba, but like even right. still, like I don't necessarily think he is slated to be a top two guy. Um, I, I I don't know. Like they are going to need to to fill and get someone with that first round pick who can actually contribute to the Coyotes blue line. Uh, I really wish they had drafted Lane Hudson uh, because that would have been a perfect candidate for replacing Jacob Chikrin potentially. 
Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, maybe what the, um, the trick run trade might be going towards, right? Because I'm taking a look at some of the top prospects and if they're able to get, you know, a top 10 pick, I'm taking a look at, they have a, um, I'm looking at daily face off as an example here on top prospects in the 2023 draft. Um, and, um, uh, forgive me for, for butchering this name, but Axel Sandin, uh, Pelika right hand, right hand defenseman is the number 10, uh, player in the upcoming draft and is a right shot defenseman. Yeah, that's good. We could take that. Um, and you know, going back to what we said before, it's really going to depend on where that Ottawa pick is because we're hoping the Coyotes pick is going to be top five. That would be ideal. Um, because I think what was surprising, really surprising, Carl, to me, and, and and I know you talked about it, but that what that Goss to Spear trade return was, I think that kind of threw a bigger loop. I thought they were going to get a big, better deal on that. Um, but I'm, but I will say, and I know you probably said, I know you, I know you said it. Um, you can't complain too much because the Coyotes got him for free. Yeah, like. I, I do kind of wonder, because that is something I've seen a lot. People are saying we should have gotten more for Gostas Bear. I don't know how much better it could have been. Like, what, is it going to be, like, a second as opposed to a third? Uh, like I was going to say, though, like, move up the year, though, because 2026, I was like, I mean, then again, 2026 might be a good draft. You know, there's some prospects who are kind of being talked about already. But that's a third. But that's a third rounder. So it's just like, eh. yeah. But it's it's also Carolina. Like you know that they're probably going to be end of the draft for this year, next year, third year. No one really knows about that one. Like so, and I do think it's important that they keep adding pieces as the rebuild goes on. You don't want to kind of like stagnate your picks. But but yeah, it it's definitely. Uh, not really ideal, I would say. It it's just what are they going to do with it? Who are they going to bring in? Because you know, right now your future is Valimaki. He's been playing really well. Mosier, he's been you know good. I think he may have taken a little bit of a step back this season compared to last. But I think he's I, th- I think he's still one of the future guys. Yeah, Valimaki and Mosier, I think. You know, two years down the road, we'll step into a really big role there as the Coyotes. Soderstrom and Kolyachanuk, they're 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 just knocking on the door, and they look they're good. They you know they fit in well on you know you know to start things off, but you know they got they they still need some time to really adjust to the NH to the NHL level. Yeah. But who who's your number one guy? Because I don't see any of those guys being your number one guy or your number two, like even. Like right now, yeah, there is none. Um, they that's when that and that's the problem. They need to find that. Um, and I I will say this: for the rest of this year, they're in no rush. They're yeah. tanking. This is and. You know, the management kind of des- essentially designed this to happen. Um, they're trying to get Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli 
or uh or got his first name but carlson or um um any of the top five picks because those are you know golden like they like can pick up any of those five and they'll be future difference makers of course connor bedard is the guy you want because he will turn around a franchise and in a you know in a heartbeat he is a forward i just don't really need a whole lot of that right now but take that and then with whatever you get else get make sure you draft defensemen yeah and and not necessarily defensemen like maverick lamaru uh who is you know big and i think he's probably a can't miss third pairing guy but like you you need to make a couple of gambles on players who could theoretically be top pairing defensemen and that is going to be a risk because you know unless the coyotes get like the fourth and the fifth pick uh or fourth and the sixth let's say ottawa completely goes in the bucket like you're not going to get like a guaranteed top pairing defenseman like you are going to need to take a gamble so i do think that we will hopefully see the coyotes just draft like a wide berth of defensemen in this year's draft and i but i will say this i will say um that in the co- in the years to come though i think a top bearing defenseman is going to be coming through free agency sure you don't see too many of them but i mean like top pairing for the coyote at least coyote standards right yeah. we're not saying an elite top pairing someone who can at least hold down and understand what the role of a top pairing defenseman means yeah. or or like a blockbuster trade which could still happen the coyotes are going to have like a lot of picks depending on where they land uh it'll be interesting but yeah that's that's a whole lot of uncertainty um and i don't know about you i don't like uncertainty when it comes to stuff like that no i mean it's it's it was a, a, there's a lot of question marks in place for that and it's and it's really interesting um but what we're gonna do is uh we're gonna talk some other future implications and you know maybe another future uh the, like who's up next to uh be on on the block and to get shipped out of arizona in just a moment but first we're gonna take a quick word from our sponsors if you're hiring you need to get indeed because indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do all of that. And indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. I have not hired anyone, but whenever I'm looking for a job, Indeed is one of the places I go because I know it can really connect me with people who are looking for my skills. So what I want you to do 
is start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. This offer is valid through March 31st. So now let's talk, Carl, about the the next player up to get traded by the Arizona Coyotes. Because I think it's not really much of a surprise because if you look on hockey Twitter, this player's name is like at least not on the surface level, like still a little bit of digging, but like you're like, okay, you know this player's coming up next. But Nick yeah. Bukestad, because he was um, scratched for trade-related purpose earlier, purposes earlier this week. And um, he's got to be next. Yeah. Uh, Bukestad, he's got a really good team-friendly deal, so you can kind of expect him to be like on the block. Uh, he, like Gostaspair, has really shown that like he can rebound. He still has it. Uh, I love his game this season. He has as many goals with the Coyotes as he did in his last two years with the Wild, which is just really impressive. Um, and let's be honest, Nick Schmaltz's name was also on the record, but he just took a puck to the jaw last night. So who knows what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, like, Nick Schmaltz has had, like, I, I think – He's been his his name has been up there, and if there's a player who's going to get a big return, should they get traded, would be Nick Schmaltz. I think even despite the injury, I think a lot of teams are probably going to hold back on trade, like at least trade deadline wise, on picking him up because of that. Um, But he's another player that will really potentially be traded if if not the trade deadline, at the off season. Yeah. Uh, Also. Since the Coyotes are in a, a money-saving mode, it needs to be pointed out that his he is going to be making the most of his money in the next couple of years. So if you're looking to cut costs, that would be it. Uh, I, I do think it's very frustrating because I think you're trading a player who plays extremely well with Clayton Keller without a suitable replacement yet. Like, I don't know if Dylan Gunther is ready to take that spot with Keller and Hayton, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And it will be, it will be really interesting. I think, um, you know, I'm the kind of person that would like at first, you know, when I first heard the news, I'm like, I don't know. Cause I really think Nick Schmaltz can hold as a core member of the Coyotes, but I really think that like in terms of the core veterans to say will be like you know throughout this rebuild is going to be clayton keller and lawson kraus yeah like keller and kraus are definitely the key the key posts they are kind of i think who you build around that's always kind of been known from the start i think the reason that schmaltz wasn't like sold off with the likes of dvorak um and Connor Garland in that first wave is simply the fact that no one knew if he was worth it. He had a, you know, a moderately sized contract, but a rough year under Tockett. He really kind of came in, stepped up uh, and and played extremely well with Keller and without Keller when Keller went down. Um, He is also a player who, who does have a pretty substantial injury history as well. Like his last injury if he is injured, 
puck to the face, no one's gonna really deal with that okay. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily like a weakness on his part. I mean, I, luck- I will say, luckily, um, for trade related purposes, a puck to the jaw, something that like, all right, you can kind of just like, you know, get some brace for your for your jaw, get like wear a full cage temporarily, get back out there, you're good. It's not like an ACL injury or like a broken bone that like you are going to be out because there's no way you can skate. Yeah. I mean, good is, is maybe uh, overplaying it a little bit. Yeah. Not good, but like it's, you know, workable. Yeah. Uh, What about uh, goaltending? Do you think uh, Ingram Gitch or um, Vimelka? I know his name was coming up earlier this, uh, this year. It's hard to say. I haven't really thought about it too much because I'm like, I I think a lot of I like a lot of me was focusing on Gossip's Bear, focusing on Chikrin, and focusing on Bukestad. Like, yeah. my brain was literally on those three. I didn't even think about the goalies, um, <laughs> but it's very possible. He is stealing fewer games right now, so. I think if you are like looking to make the team worse, there's there's less of a reason to do that. Yeah. And on top of that, with you know, who was just shipped out and just just, you know, got ghost and and Chikrin alone is the coyotes are gonna like that's it's gonna batter both of those goalies really quickly. Um and it's gonna look bad it's gonna look bad it's gonna be like i said you're gonna look they're gonna look like the team that we expected them to be at the beginning of the year yeah um i i think we we saw that already last night against dallas where coyotes may have gone up to two zero to start but they gave up quite a few goals after that i think it was right or unanswered so Mm -hmm. like that's a problem uh if you're looking to win it's it's definitely Here's here's what I want. Uh, if they do ship out Bukestad or or Schmaltz, I hope it's for prospects, not picks. I, I really do. Like, I, the the rebuild may have taken a step back this this season. Yeah, and it's interesting because Bill Armstrong is touting himself like I am building this team through the draft. It's like okay, great, but sometimes players in the draft don't develop in the way you want them to and you want players um yeah okay these players might have a high ceiling but you don't know what their floor is pick up players who maybe have a moderate ceiling like at least a moderate ceiling now but you know they have a good floor that way you know they are nhl worthy or it's players who may be the right fit ceiling wise floor wise but timeline-wise, aren't. Like, especially defensemen who historically take longer to develop. Like, Jacob Chikrin was an anomaly as a 16th overall defenseman who was able to jump into the NHL right away. That's not going to be the case, like, 99% of the time. You're not going to get, like, Chikrins or Makars out of, like, out of the blue. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those, like... Uh, I just, I don't know. 
I, I I really hope that the Coyotes are able to to figure something out because because right now I'm I'm seeing the plan and it's just like uh, how much of it is just needing to save money versus making sure that the rebuild is going right. And I will say this um, to kind of getting ready to close things off because we're running out of time is it's a bit of I, I think it's kind of a bit of both sides. They're still trying to build through the draft. Which is again fine for what you can, you know, as much as you as for a little bit, but you want to be able to speed up the draft as much as possible. So you want to be able to have what you can in place. You want like, and like I said, you want you, you need to know where those floors are. You need to know um, maybe those potential potential ceilings. Those who can maybe fit in right away. You need to get all those in place. Um, and the money-saving aspect, I get it. Um, kind of confused me when they go ahead and decide to pick up, you know, 25% of Patrick Kane's salary, but that's a whole another discussion. Um, but they're up there. They're right at the they're, they're right at the salary floor right now. So okay, that's fine. A few years down the road, when the TED comes in when it opens, you want that team to be spending because you want them to be, I wouldn't say elite because it, that's, that, that, that's far fetched, but you want them to be a good team yeah. by then because you want butts in seats. You want to be able to show it was worth it. Yeah. The, there's definitely a logic to keeping the budget down in during the, the more arena years. days, but like you're going to need to have, a good team in place to sell a new arena because that is going to be like your first impression for a lot of people. Like, especially the fact that seating at the moment is so small, like a lot of people in the East Valley, their first game may be at the Ted. So you want to give them reason to come back. Exactly. Well, do you have any final thoughts before we finally close things off? No, nah, I think that's that's kind of it for for right now. Give them a reason to come back. It's a good good. Give them a reason that. to come back, one hundred percent. Oh, anyway, um, actually, one more thing. Um, just want to bring this up. We did just launch the GoFundMe to make Buy for Howling independent. Uh, you can find that on Twitter. I have linked to that. So if you could donate, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> there you go, one hundred percent. And we're out of time, though, on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review to like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, on Instagram at Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Kyle Pavlock is at five for Howling. That is five spelled out. The number four and Howling. Interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We might answer right back. Or on a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ha <laughs> ha